It's time for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. It's time for the game on News Talk 1400 WKNW Sault Ste. Marie. For the next two hours, we'll get an in-depth look at local sports in the eastern Upper Peninsula and Algoma region and hear from the coaches and players that are involved in the game. We'll also analyze the college and pro sports scene across the region and dive into the biggest national stories, too. Now, let's get to the game and join your host scott nason greetings and salutations and welcome to the game on news talk 1400 you can also hear our show online at newstalk 1400.net and podcasts available at the game as the man said my name is scott nason broadcasting from our news talk 1400 studios in sault st marie michigan on this Monday, June 6th, 2022, the game, the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show back in our usual Monday night slot. We'll be with you up until 8 o'clock tonight. Coming up on tonight's show, at the bottom of the first hour, we'll be joined by co-host David McKeg Jr., host of the game sports show in Sioux St. Marie, Ontario as we will discuss all things going on in the North. Also joining us tonight, around 645, co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis, who will talk to us about what's going on in the Metro Detroit sports region and around the state of Michigan, along with him sitting down with yours truly for the Sports Roundtable. But as always, we start with local sports as the high school sports season coming to a conclusion. And we had lots of playoff action in high school baseball and softball, along with the UP track and field finals, which were ran this Saturday in Kingsford. We also have high school golf. So let's start with that. And let's start with high school baseball. When we talked last Tuesday night, the Sioux High Blue Devils in their Division II district baseball game against Kingsford winning an exciting 3-2 win on Tuesday night. The Blue Devils would advance to the district semifinal, Division II District 33, which was played at James Field on Saturday. And the Sioux High Blue Devils would see their season come to an end in the first semifinal as they were shut out by Escanaba 2 to nothing. Escanaba senior Jared Hansen, who will be going to Central Michigan University, pitched six and two-thirds innings for the Eskimos, striking out 15, giving up just three hits and walking one. Hunter Lancor made a relief appearance and retired the one batter he faced to close out the game. Suhai sophomore Garrett Gorsuch pitched well. He pitched well pretty much all season long. He had another strong outing on Saturday, allowing just two runs on four hits, striking out nine and walking one. Suhai hits were collected by Ethan Chambers, Jack Bashand, and Jonah Denuccio McShane. And so the Blue Devils finished their season 17-13-2. and Sheboygan would meet Escanaba in the district final. Sheboygan got a scare from Marquette in the other semifinal on Saturday at James Field. They would win on a walk-off 4-3 over the Redmen in a really low, real low-scoring district final. Sheboygan, they advanced to the regional in Division II as they knocked off Escanaba 1-0 in nine innings. So Sheboygan, they advanced to pay, to face rather Petoskey in Petoskey on Wednesday in a regional semifinal. 
Rudyard Bulldogs, they would capture another Division Four district championship on Friday. Before that, they played also last Tuesday, and they cruised to a 15-0 win over Mackinac City. That game in five innings, Brett Marin, EJ Suggett, they combined for a no-hitter in Tuesday's game. Bulldogs, they had 11 hits on the night, including Cam Peterson, who was three for three with two doubles, while Tate Bestman, he added a double and three RBIs as the Bulldogs advanced to the district semifinal, which was played Friday in Pelston. Rudyard would win the district final. 14 to 4, blanking the host Pelston Hornets 7 0 in the semifinals. They would beat Pickford in the district final 14 to 4. In the district semifinal game against Pelston, Rudyard senior Brett Merrick pitched a complete game, allowing just three hits and striking out 11 over seven innings. EJ Suggett goes two for three in the semifinal, including a home run, while Brett Merritt was two for three in the semifinal win over Pelston. Pickford would knock off Brimley in the other district semifinal on Friday, three to one. And in the district championship, again, Rudyard beating Pickford 14 to 4. Peterson, Suggett, and Sprague had two hits apiece for the Rudyard Bulldogs. EJ Suggett, he pitched five innings for the win, allowing just four runs on four hits, striking out six and walking four. So the Bulldogs winning, I believe, their 19th district title. They advance to the Division Four regional semifinal game on Wednesday against Indian River Inland Lakes. And that game will be played in Rudyard starting at 5 p.m. And the winner of that game will advance to the regional final game on Saturday, which will be played again in Rudyard against either Maple City, Glen Lake, or Gaylord St. Mary's. That game starting Saturday at 1230. And they changed it up last year. You play the regional final and the quarterfinal, at least in baseball, on the same day. So the winner of that game will stick around for the quarterfinal game in Rudyard on Saturday at 3 o'clock against either Painsdale Jeffers, Norway, Johannesburg, Lewiston, or Alcona. So Rudyard right now absolutely rolling. They started the season slow by their standards, but they have won a bunch of games in a row now, 25-6-1, and and having uh, the potential of three games in Rudyard wouldn't count out Billy Mitchell's Rudyard Bulldogs at all for making another long playoff run. High school softball, just one team left in our area. That the Pickford Panthers. Panthers winning their first ever district title in high school softball on Friday in the Division Four district played in Newberry. First game, Pickford knocked off rival Rudyard 10-7. Finley Hudacek, she finishes 3-for-4. On the day with a double, two singles, and three RBIs, Kennedy Guild added a double and a single, while Lucy Bennon, Lizzie Story, and Morgan Fox had one hit each. Hudacek also earns the win, allowing seven runs on 12 hits while striking out five and walking two. Rudyard, a big rebuilding season this year from their state final team last year, finishes 8-18. Eight and 18. Eve Cheney pitches for Rudyard. She gave up 10 runs on eight hits while striking out five and walking seven. Megan Postma goes three for three for the Bulldogs. Brimley would win the other semifinal in high school softball on Friday, taking out Newberry 15 to 5 and in the district title game Pickford prevails 13 to 3 
Lucy Bennon, she goes two for four, including a home run and four RBIs. Chloe May had a single and a double, while Laura Bush and Finley Hudacek added two hits each. Hudacek was on the mound again for the Panthers, uh, pitching six innings, allowing three runs on seven hits while striking out one and walking one. For Brinley, they were led offensively by Sadie McGuire. She hit two doubles, while Sierra LeBlanc goes two for three for the Bays. And so Pickford advances to their first ever regional semifinal. This will be played on Saturday in Norway. They will face Hancock in the semifinal game at 10 a.m. and then take on the winner of the semifinal, if they win, between Ishpeming and Norway. And the winner of that regional will play their quarterfinal game in Sault Ste. Marie coming up on Tuesday, June 14th. So congratulations to the Pickford Panthers. It's been quite a year for that sports program, a very good football team. You had a volleyball team that did very well, the basketball team winning a district. And so it's been a good sports season for Pickford, much like last year with Rudyard. They've had a good sports season overall as well. But this year, Pickford really uh, leading the roost as far as local teams and success. And we still will mention more about their success coming up here in a few minutes. Sioux High softball, they played their Division II district in Sault Ste. Marie on Saturday at Losey Field. The Blue Devils won their semifinal game against Kingsford, 8-6, to and then take on a very good Escanaba team. Eskimos made the finals by topping another good team, Sheboygan, in their semifinal, 13-3 to in six innings. And it would be all Escanaba in the district final. They are an absolute juggernaut. And they knocked out Suhai 16 to nothing in five innings. The sole hit in that game for the Blue Devils came from the bat of Haley O'Connor. In the semifinal game, Danica Bergeron notched the pitching win for the Blue Devils, allowing six runs on six hits over seven innings while striking out three and walking four. Bergeron, she was two for three from the plate in the semifinal game, including a triple and three RBIs. Audrey Smith added a double while Paris Kageris and Lucy Husky also had hits for the Sioux High Blue Devils. So Escanaba, they advance to a regional semifinal on Saturday in Gaylord against Grant. Gaylord will be on the other side of the bracket. They'll take on Big Rapids. And you have the potential of potentially a state final, in all honesty, in Division Two coming up. If Gaylord and Escanaba win their semifinals, they will face each other in the regional final, and that will be as good a game as you will see across the state of Michigan. So looking at the teams that are still alive from our area and the EUP and surrounding areas, we mentioned Division Two in baseball, Sheboygan and Petoskey. They will meet in the regional semifinal that one will be played in Petoskey on Wednesday. In Division Three, you have Houghton and Gladstone still alive in high school baseball. They will play their regional semifinal Wednesday in Gladstone. And as I mentioned, Division Four Rudyard, they'll take on Indian River Inland Lakes coming up here and then potentially taking on uh, the regional final and quarterfinal at home. I made a mistake. That regional semifinal will be played in Pelston on Wednesday, not Rudyard. However, if the Bulldogs win that game, then they will be playing at home on Saturday. You also have Painesdale, Jeffers, and Norway alive in Division Four baseball. They will face each other in Ironwood in their regional semifinal on Wednesday. High school softball, as I mentioned just a minute ago, Escanaba and Gaylord, both still alive in Division Two. 
Both will be playing in a regional in Gaylord coming up on a Saturday in Division Three. Gladstone, always a prohibitive favorite. They will take on Boyne City in their regional semifinal coming up on Saturday. They host that regional, while Nagani and Kalkaska will meet each other in the other regional semifinal in Gladstone and Pickford again. Division four, that one will be played this weekend in Norway. They'll take on Hancock, while Ishpeming will take on Norway. So good luck to the Rudyard Bulldogs baseball team and the Pickford Panthers softball team. And by this time next week, we will know if one of those teams made the state semifinal and if the other team made the state quarterfinal. We're going to take a break here on the game, but we have lots more local sports to cover. We'll talk about the high school track and field finals, which were ran Saturday in Kingsford. One area team winning a UP championship. We'll also talk about high school golf and more local sports. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game. News Talk 1400. Are you looking to get fit or maybe just stay in shape? The All-in-One Fitness Club can help you with all your fitness wants and needs. Their great facility is fully equipped with locker rooms, saunas, and the best cardio equipment, along with the best plate-loaded and cable equipment around. The All-in-One Fitness Club also offers great deals for seniors, students, state, and federal employees, all with no yearly contract and no hidden fees. Wow! Come join today upstairs at the Big Bear Arena, where you'll achieve all your fitness goals. For more information on ours and more, go to Sutra health.com are you a do-it-yourself or homeowner or even a professional contractor and need quality electrical supplies maybe thinking about doing some upgrades and don't know where to start everything electric has supplied the eastern upper peninsula for over 40 years their experienced staff can help you choose the right supplies you need for your home business farm projects or anything in between call 906-632-1235 or come in and talk to the experienced guys at everything electric 2893 Ashman, Sioux, Michigan. Ah, the joys of cooking. Just find a recipe, get the ingredients, preheat the oven. <laughs> okay, this is already too much. Pull up Applebee's to go instead. Choose from the whole menu, order and pay online, pick it up, and now you're home with dinner. Ah, the joys of not cooking. Applebee's to go. Now that's eating good in the neighborhood. Pick up your next meal with Applebee's Car Side to Go. Order and pay online, pick up, and head home. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call. So you can worry about more important things. Like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Madigan Pingator, your independent auto owner's agency on West Water Street in the Sioux. Now's the time of the year to get more for your money on a new Mahindra, the world's number one selling farm tractor. Enjoy 0% financing on select Mahindra tractors. That's more for less on Mahindra's best-selling models. We deliver more lift, better fuel efficiency, and more built-in weight. Paul Thompson here with Gaylor Thompson Sales. Come on in and test drive a new Mahindra today. And remember, we also carry a full line of Boss Plows, Cub Cadet, Woods Implements, Exmark Mowers, Echo Power Equipment, and Doolittle Trailers. Give us a call today at 906-478-3026. 
And remember, I-75, exit 373 in Rudyard for the best service in the EUP. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason on News Talk 1400. 616 on the game, News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we'll be joined by co-host of the game here on News Talk 1400 and host of the game sports show in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, David McKegg Jr., as Dave will talk to us about the NHL playoffs, the Toronto Blue Jays, and more. But we have more local sports to cover here on the game, and let's move to Kingsford. This past Saturday, the UP track and field finals were run. The boys and the girls, three divis- divisions rather each. Let's start with the boys in Division One. Marquette would win the team competition on Saturday, followed by Kingsford and Houghton. The Suhai Blue Devils would finish in sixth place for the boys. Looking at some of the individual efforts for the Suhai Blue Devils in the 4x800 meter relay, the Blue Devils finished third. Uh, David John Daly, Cody Aldrich, Logan Haskins, and Jonathan Willis, your runners in that event. As well in the 400-meter dash adaptive, Johnny Osborne finishes second for the Suhai Blue Devils. As well, Johnny finished second in the 200-meter dash adaptive on Saturday in Kingsford. Jackson Gervasio, he finishes second for the Suhai Blue Devils in pole vault. And Emmett Fazari, he would finish second in shot put for the Suhai Blue Devils. In Division Two for the boys, Ishwaming, they finish first, followed by Iron Mountain and St. Ignace. Newberry would finish fifth in that event. Top finishers for the Indians and the Saints, uh, Johnny Ingalls, he finishes third in the 110-meter hurdles in Division Two, In the 4x200 relay, Newberry's team of Eric Edwards, Matthew Rauhilly, Kennedy DePue, and Colton Labadee finish second in that event. In the 4x100-meter relay in Division Two, St. Ignace, they finish third. The team of Trevor Visna, Johnny Ingalls, Reese McLean, and Christian Koivanemi. Johnny Ingalls would also finish third for the Saints in the 300-meter hurdles. Reese McLean for St. Ignace, he finishes first in the 800-meter on a Saturday in Kingsford. In the 4x400-meter relay, Newberry finishes second. Colton Labadee, Chris Hobson, Akeem Jackson, and Kennedy DePue. St. Ignace, they finish third in that event. Ethan McLean, Ethan Shepard, Johnny Ingalls, and Cordell Killscrow. That in Division Two, a uh, very good results in the event, the pole vault event. Owen Lester from St. Ignace finishes first. Jacob Moir from Newberry finishes second, along with Trevor Visna of St. Ignace. And finally, in Division Two for the boys, Eric Ed- Edwards, he finishes first in the shot put from Newberry. Congratulations to the Pickford Panthers. They win their first team title in track and field in almost 10 years 
and it was very close. Pickford would have 91 points at the end of the day, followed by Munising, and it all came down to winning the 1,600-meter relay. So congratulations to Pickford's coach, Guard Kangas, and the Pickford Panthers winning their first track and field title in many, many years. Munising would finish second, Dollar Bay third, Ingenai ninth, Rudyard tenth, and Brimley 17th. For the Panthers, they won the 4x800-meter relay. Josh Sullivan, Eli McDonald, Garrett Orsborne, and Hayden Hagen. Caden Aubrey of Pickford finishes second in the 110 hurdles. The team of Cole Warner, Kane Reinhardt, Caden Aubrey, and Noah Borowski, they finished second in the 4x200-meter relay for Pickford. Other top finishers in Division Three: Caden Aubrey of Pickford, he wins the 300 hurdles. Hunter Hagen, he finishes third in the 800-meter event. As well, some other finishers in that event on Saturday. Pickford's team of Caden Aubrey, Cole Warner, Hunter Hagen, and Josh Sullivan. They finish first in the 4x400-meter relay. John Smith of Pickford wins the high jump. Dylan McMillan of Rudyard finishes in third. Noah Broski, he finishes second for the Panthers in the long jump. Drew French of Ingedine, he wins the shot put. Mateus Miller finishes second for Ingedine and EJ Suggett third for the Rudyard Bulldogs. For the girls track and field finals on Saturday, Suhai finishes third. Nagani wins Division One, followed by Marquette. The team of Cassandra Gallagher, Isabella DeWilt, Dylan, or rather Dana Zabo and Abigail Walter, they finish third in the four by 800 meter relay. 100-meter hurdles, Suhai's Annabelle Fazari finishes second. The team of Mackenzie Bell, Claire Erickson, Bella Smith, and Jayla Jorgensen, they finish second in the 4x200 relay on Saturday. The team of Mackenzie Bell, Bella Smith, Isabella DeWilt, and Claire Erickson, they finish third in the 4x100-meter relay. Dana Zabel of the Sioux finishes second in the 400-meter dash. Claire Erickson, also of Sioux High, winning the 300-meter hurdles. And Cassandra Gallagher, she wins the 3,200-meter run for the Sioux High Blue Devils, as well Joanne Arbick. She finishes second in discus. In Division Two. Team title was won by Bark River Harris, followed by West Iron County and Ishpeming. St. Ignis finishes fourth. Newberry finishes 10th. For the Saints, Allie Schultz, she finishes third in the 100-meter dash. Kaylin Clark of Newberry, she finishes second in the 1,600-meter run. As well, Kaylin Clark of Newberry, she finishes second in the 3,200-meter run. Jillian Frazier of St. Ignis, third in the high jump. Allison Cece, also of the Saints, third in the pole vault. Heidi Dornbecker, she finishes second for St. Ignace in the long jump. And Morgan Massey, she finishes second for the Saints in discus. And finally, in Division Three, that event was won by Ontonagan, followed by Stevenson and Munising. Brimley finishes fifth, Rudyard sixth, Pickford seventh, and Ingenine fourteenth. 4x800-meter relay, Rudyard Summer Smith, Tristan Smith, Kirsten Martin, and Carly Mayer finish second in that event. Autumn Tremblay of Brimley, she finishes third in the 100-meter hurdles. The team of Claire Oven, Tessa Pockwen, Lauren King, and Bianca Briggs, they finish second for Ingenon in the 4x200-meter relay. Tristan Smith of Rudyard, second in the 1600-meter run. 
Tristan Smith also of Rudyard winning the 400-meter dash. Lizzie Story of Pickford, the 300 hurdles. Haley Cornwell, also of the Panthers, third in the 3,200-meter run. Alicia Cheney of Rudyard, she finishes second in the girls' high jump, while Vivian Carrick of Brimley finishes third. Pickford's Caden Potizak finishes first in the girls' discus, rather, easy for me to say, followed by Grace Hill of Brimley and Brooke Portis of Pickford, and Grace Hill of the Brimley Bays would win first place in the shot put. You also had high school golf finals going on last week. The Suhai boys and girls golf teams both finished ninth in the Division I finals on Wednesday, played at Sage Run and Sweetgrass. Jackson Gervasio paced the Blue Devils with an 86, followed by Carson Cronemeyer, who shot an 88, and Riley Cox shooting a 95 for the Bulldogs. Houghton would win Division I team title, followed by Marquette. Escanaba would win the girls division one finals at Sweetgrass on Wednesday. Elizabeth Ullman led the Suhai Blue Devils with a score of 120, while Grace Swanson shot a 130 for Suhai. And congratulations to the Cedarville Detour girls golf team as they captured the Division Three Upper Peninsula State title for a second straight year, and this the first as a co-op school at the Highland Golf Course on Thursday. In their first year as a co-op, the Islanders took home the sixth state title in combined programs history with Cedarville winning five of those 2022 21 16 12 and 4 and detour winning one of those back in 2017 cedarville's zoe Tor finished first place in the division at three field for a back-to-back year her second consecutive individual state title she shot a rounds best 99 overall and so congratulations to the cedarville detour islanders winning a up championship the Ontario Hockey League finals are knotted at one game apiece as Hamilton topped Windsor 4-3 at home on Saturday to even up the best of seven series. Game three is tonight in Windsor. And over this past weekend, the Sioux Greyhounds had their Lock City for their annual development camp. You had plenty of on-ice uh, things going on at the John Rose Community Center. The camp had 34 attendees, and they took part in a variety of events, ranging from fitness testing, practice sessions, video sessions, and scrimmages. And again, a lot of players involved in that. 13 players selected in the 2022 OHL Priority Selection. And in the 2022 U18 prior priority selection, you also had uh, 10 individuals from the 2021 OHL priority selection. And so, you know, the hockey season never sleeps and you still have the Memorial Cup to look forward to in late June. And it'll either be Windsor or Hamilton. My money's on Hamilton. That seems to be the best team in the OHL. But hockey never takes a rest as do we here on the game. We're going to take a break. We come back. We will talk Sioux Ontario sports with co-host David McKeg Jr. Dave has a lot to say about the NHL conference finals as Colorado just one game away from making their first Stanley Cup in over 20 years. Seems like they've been there a lot, but apparently not a lot lately. And Canada, 
still looking for their first Stanley Cup since 1993. And, well, Edmonton's back is up against the wall, down 3-0 to the Avalanche. We'll also talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, getting back in their series a bit against the New York Rangers in the East. The Rangers with a 2-1 series lead, but the Lightning with a big win yesterday. And Dave will also talk about the Toronto Blue Jays playing pretty good baseball, winning seven of nine. They did lose two of three to Minnesota this weekend and quite a ways behind the New York Yankees. But the schedule gets a little easier for the Jays this week. We'll talk about that with Dave all coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game. News Talk 1400. Welcome back to the game on News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you. Joining us now, co-host of the game here on News Talk 1400 and host of the Game Sports Show in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, David McKay Jr. Joining us once again on this Monday night. And uh, Dave, rainy days and Mondays always get me down. That is the song. However, always better when you show up on the game. How are you doing, sir? Scotty, I'm doing great, and it would be great if I could see you in person, and we're getting closer to that, but you know what, i got to say what really grinds my gears, everyone goes into Mondays, it's raining, I got my truck washed yesterday, okay, <laughs> and now and now it's raining today, I should have looked at the forecast, I feel like an idiot, but you know what, nonetheless, the, the truck is shiny, the sun's not shining, but you know what? It is a great, bright, shiny time because I'm talking to you. I don't know if that made any sense, but let's go with it. It did, Dave, and uh, certainly we got a nice, a lot of nice weather this weekend. And uh, if we were going to have a rainy day, it's today because we're inside doing this show. And uh, you know what? The grass needs water and all that good stuff. But yep. we're not here to talk weather and sunshine. We are here to talk sports. And, yes, it is June, but the National Hockey League is still in their conference finals. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning got back into their series against the upstart New York Rangers yesterday, winning game three at home. They trail that series two games to one, game four tomorrow night in Tampa. And, well, Dave, it's been since 1993 since a Canadian team has won the Stanley Cup. And if Edmonton doesn't win at home tonight against Colorado, they trail that series three games to none. Then we're going to have to go until 2023, potentially, for a Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup game four, as I mentioned, tonight in Edmonton. So, Dave, uh, your comments on both those series, uh, quick thoughts from myself. I thought Colorado would win, and they very well could. I didn't think they had the potential to sweep a pretty good Edmonton squad. And, and this New York Rangers team, I tell you, Playing on the house's money. I always like to use that term. Tampa certainly peppered the goaltender yesterday and earned a hard-fought victory. But uh, that series uh, potentially could go the distance. And uh, the way things are looking, New York has a good shot. Those are my thoughts. More from what you think of the conference finals that you've seen so far and what's ahead. Scotty, those are great points. You know, I'll start with Colorado, Edmonton, and I said that the next Canadian team to win a Stanley Cup is going to be Toronto, okay? I'd love to see another Canadian team, but it's Toronto's time, okay? But jokes aside, the Edmonton Oilers, it'd be great to see them come back and win and have the Cinderella story. Analyst of the Game Sports Show in Sioux, Ontario, Dane Hantro, is a big Edmonton Oilers fan as much as it equals as me being an elite fan, so very, very passionate fan he is, and... You know, 
a lot of the other fans have given up a little bit. They said unlikely, and they 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 got the kind of woe right now that they're a little bit down. But I'm hoping that they're on on home ice in game four. They've had some hard fought games here, game one and game three respectively. But what costed them that game was Mike Smith. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, I'll say it flat out. You know, they got in some bad penalty trouble. You know, Evander Kane uh, getting a little bit dirty with Nazem Kadri. That did warrant a one-game suspension. And yep. honestly, they're going to be missing Evander Kane tonight, which is big, uh, especially since he's a top six forward. But that was extremely. I thought that it was dirty. You don't. You see someone's numbers, don't hit them. Okay, especially near the boards like that, it can end up in a whole bunch of ways. No matter what way you think of Nazem Kadri, a little bit of bias because I am a Kadri fan, coming from him being a former Toronto Maple Leaf, but the kid's a competitor in Colorado, and I know Kane recognizes and was getting a little too competitive there and knocked him down. So that's going to hurt Edmonton a little bit going into this game, but that means somebody else to step up. That's what the playoffs is. You didn't get this far because you're lucky. You know, you got this far because you have talent, and yes, you have Connor McDavid on your team, but nonetheless, the Oilers have come around and bounced back this year, and wouldn't it be great to have a nice Cinderella story with Edmonton battling back away in the series, but the odds are against them. It's uh, not in their favor, and Mike Smith should have had that goal on that last goal. That's one of those goals that I like to call a Peter Morazic goal, okay? It's one of those goals where get a map uh, or make a save, and in this case, make a save. Uh, Mike Smith has been hot and cold these playoffs. He's been really inconsistent. Yes, he is older. He's a competitor, though. Uh, he actually has ties to Sault Ste. Marie. He's married to a girl from Sault Ste. Marie, fun fact of the day. But he is not the goaltender that is going to win you a championship, and that's been what's been proving over in the other series is, uh, with Tampa Bay and New York. I'll get to that momentarily. On the other end, you've had Frank Koo step up in Kemper's absence, right? So Colorado has shown that their depth is what's big, and like I talked about on Top Shelf on the most recent one, I said Edmonton has great offense, but Colorado, I think, has the edge still, despite that Edmonton having McDavid. Defensively, Colorado's better. And in goal, Colorado's better. All around, Colorado is a better team. But let's hope Edmonton can battle back. But what's going to be really big tonight is Mike Smith has to steal this game and the rest of the games going forward. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl can only do so much, especially against a team that's as stacked defensively like the Colorado Avalanche are. And But that goal he let in, Scott, my goodness, that was bad. That is that. Is- is extremely soft. That is men's league caliber goaltending. <laughs> sorry to sorry to all those guys that play men's league. We have a lot of good goalies in the Sioux that play men's league. But those are one of those goals where you go, ah, you know, because you don't play as much as the guys in the NHL do. And I'm sure Smith has been pretty hard on himself about that. But this has gone to show that goaltending is so important and that one mistake can cost you. And right now, that mistake caused them from going into overtime, uh, a circumstance that McDavid really flourishes at. Uh, and Colorado came out the victor because of a lucky shot, uh, and they didn't capitalize on that power play either. Kemper gets out of the box, battles Nurse, takes the puck and scores, and that's where you have to look back and build on it. That's a new chapter now. Today's game four. Teams have come back and made it interesting. They made it to game seven. They've won. They've lost. The Oilers are not out of it, but it's unlikely for them to go forward, but let's hope miracles happen here for Edmonton, and they can win a game on home ice tonight. Uh, Tampa Bay and... so. I must say I am going for Edmonton tonight, despite they did say Colorado's going to win. I am cheering for those Oilers tonight. I wouldn't be uh, Canadian, I don't think, if I didn't. But uh, really high odds are against them. But back to what I was saying about Tampa, New York, I'll make it a little bit more brief with this topic. 
the Tampa Bay Lightning and New York Rangers have two of the best goaltenders in the world. Yeah. Uh, Carey Price was always my number one uh, for the last few years and going into this year until he had his unfortunate circumstances happen, personal issues. And when he came back, he wasn't the same. And plus, Montreal was garbage uh, this year. So he didn't really play like the top goalie that he is. And I've said Carey Price should retire, but two goalies that aren't going to be retiring soon, Andre Vasilevsky and Igor Shosturkin. And Shosturkin had an MVP caliber type season, Vesna type year. Vasilevsky had a very good year as well and is playing like the true playoff monster that he is. But Shosturkin has actually been outplaying Vasilevsky, and that's why they're up 2-1. Last game, Tampa Bay really peppered Shosturkin, and he can only do so much until the wall kind of gets a crack in it. Okay, now Tampa Bay felt that win and... They had the momentum going into game four. But the Rangers, playing on house money, Scott, you hit the nail right on the head there. That is perfect way to put it. The Rangers have surprised all, and they've done extremely impressive, but it's been on the backbone of Igor, of Igor Shosturkin, and it's been on the pressure of the Rangers. They've been really pressuring Tampa Bay's defense. It's like they almost watched Toronto's footage. Yes, I'm bringing up Toronto. I cannot go a week without talking about the Leafs, I guess. <laughs> the, the Leafs, they when they were successful against Tampa, it was pressuring them in the corners. Even Victor Hedman trying to get that that pocket having that tenacious attitude. That's what the, the Rangers really excelled at this year, and they have guys that can do it. Sabanajad, Kreider, even Lafreniere, uh, uh, Andrew Kopp. There's guys I'm missing top of my head, but this is a team that can battle and can really force that defense, and they've done a good job doing that and getting the pucks to the net. Vasilevsky is human, but his biggest fault that I've seen is that he can let goals in from the point. He's not great on the screenshots. Obviously, uh, the old analogy is if a goalie can see it, he'll save it. Obviously, but Vasilevsky has real big challenges against those that when he when he's really screened. The Rangers want to get back the momentum, go up three one the series, and drive the net and be tenacious on that puck. I feel like Tampa Bay really wanted that game more. Shesterkin has been the story in this series, in my honest opinion, and Vasilevsky is showing who Vasilevsky still is, and it's been a great goaltending match, Scott. Nonetheless, I still can't see the Rangers beating the Lightning still. Okay, I, 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 I mean, I've been surprised this playoffs has had a good number of surprises, but Tampa Bay, I still feel, has the leg up and riding momentum into Game 4. You give Tampa Bay that sniff of winning, they can go on a streak. They're a streaky team. They have the goalie to do it. And the Rangers are going to have to contain a lightning storm for that first period. If they can get by that, they have a chance to win the game. But I still don't know if I would say that they're going to beat the lightning in this case. Only time will tell, sir. And by this time next week, uh, we should know the teams that will be in this year's Stanley Cup. Dave McKeg Jr. joining us on the game. And Dave, we have a few minutes left. Let's talk about the Toronto Blue Jays. It did slow up a bit this weekend, losing two of three at home to the Minnesota Twins. Uh, currently still seven and a half games behind the uh, hot New York Yankees. The Blue Jays in a wild card position right now, but it's early. And no better road trip to cure a uh, two out of three game losing streak than the one the Jays are about to go on they go to Kansas City and then Detroit this weekend if that was what the doctor ordered for the Jays I don't know what wouldn't be uh certainly uh those are two teams you want to play right now just a few minutes left Dave your thoughts on the Blue Jays Honestly, Scott, uh, the Kansas, these, those are the type of series you got to watch out for. Uh, yep. That's coming from being a Toronto fan overall because we, all, it seems like every Toronto team plays down to the level, and I'm not chirping the Royals or Tigers. Those are two teams that are rebuilding, and I'm really excited about the youth and the Tigers system. So, like, I, I really feel that if there's a team that can steal a series, it'd be the Tigers more so than the Royals. But I hope it's not on Saturday, Scott, because I'm actually going to see the Tigers and Jays at Comerica this Saturday. Or I couldn't remember if it was this weekend or not. That'll be fun. We'll have to get you in touch yeah. with Butcher, our next guest. 
Yes, 100%, because I'm very excited to go see him at Comerica. Very beautiful ballpark, and obviously a great energy there. I've been there a good number of times. And, you know, the Blue Jays, yes, you're right, Scott. They're going against the, uh, two teams right now that are uh, struggling is the word I want to use, but they're also rebuilding teams, okay? It's not like they're an expected-to-win-now team and they're uh, and they're trying to find their groove. These are two teams that, yes, to take advantage of. If you're truly a top-two team like you were projected in the beginning of the season, these are games you have to win. I am expecting two straight sweeps. That would just be exactly the doctor order to get you right back in the hunt, and it's like when the Yankees played the Orioles, like it feels like 18 times already this season, yeah. despite that the Orioles have had some success. The Jays have to win these games. Games now, and all, all the fans are like, "Well, the Jays haven't played the cold teams yet. They've had a hard schedule." Yes, but now that they're having an easier schedule, they have to win these games and let the go full throttle here. They can't let their foot off the gas. They can't do anything in terms of uh, underestimating their opponent because, especially those Tigers, they can pull out a surprise victory. And it's going to be exciting. I just need to see the Jays uh, have their arms be healthy and more consistent. I feel like they haven't been the most consistent, especially Ryu, obviously, and Jose Barrios. He was hot against the Twins this weekend, but before that, he got shelled. Uh, Gosman had a rough goal this weekend. He's had a couple inconsistent starts in a row. Uh, that's where you need to, uh, with the, the bats being so hot and cold, you hope the pitching can stay hot. So this is a big week for everyone to get their confidence back, get their bats going, and this will be a big test for the Jays to ensure that they don't fall to their uh, to their, I say I was going to say employees, but to their competitors' <laughs> level. Uh, here I'm still thinking mindset at work, but to their competitors' level and really come through with two straight sweeps this weekend would just be exactly what's needed for the Blue Jays. And, Dave, I'm glad you said you weren't going to chirp the Tigers because coming up, Butch Davis and I will do that uh, on our own, I can assure you. Uh, Dave, before we let you go, uh, what's on deck for the game sports show over the next week? So for the game sports show to Ontario, we will have a strike zone edition. I, I do plan uh, to maybe hopefully do something at Comerica Park, like a little on scene report teaser. I don't know yet exactly, uh, but we do plan to have a, a strike zone edition this week. And then, of course, uh, as when we're able to, before the Stanley Cup finals do start, we will have a top shelf uh, edition. This week will not be a special edition week. But next week we will have a special edition uh, upload that will be on Tuesday next week, and I will give you more details that everyone's been waiting for. But jokes uh, and teasers aside, that will be next week. But this week, two shows for sure on the docket, Strike Zone and Top Shelf. And I must say in advance, I apologize to the listeners with the website, uh, the Ionis and WordPress. I'm putting all the faults on them. Uh, I've had to go on at least a dozen times in a day to keep resetting uh, the background data to make sure the website can get loaded. But it's automatically updating to a software that's not compatible to the site. And I just can't seem to fix it. So if anyone's having problems uh, with the website, we apologize. We will get that resolved, but you can still listen to our editions on all the platforms. But uh, just I apologize. I've received some texts this weekend. We are on it. Trust me. Yes, we are. And again, you can find uh, the shows not only on thegamesportshow.com, but thegamesportshow.podbean.com. David McCaig Jr. joining us on the game. Dave, as always, thanks for joining us. Safe travels to Detroit. Uh, make sure you get in touch with Butch Davis. Uh, we'll arrange that uh, before the end of the show and uh, look forward to talking to you next Monday night for our next edition of the game. Sounds good, Scotty. And let's get it one going in person soon, my friend. It's time. It is time indeed. We're going to take a break. We come back. We will be talking to co-host Butch Davis from Butch on Sports. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, 
the game. News Talk 1400. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason on News Talk 1400. 648 on the game, News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you. Joining us on the game, co-host of the game here Back on Monday nights on News Talk 1400 and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. Brand new edition of Butch on Sports from last night, which you can find on Butch's website. Just go to simplybutch2, that's T-O-O dot potomatic dot com. You can also find Butch on Sports on Facebook and on our website, thegamesportshow.podbean.com. As Butch joins us each and every week to talk about not only what's going on in Metro Detroit, but also sports from around the region, across the state, across the country, and around the world. Butch, it's raining and cold here in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. How are things in your neck of the woods, and how are you doing tonight, sir? It's raining and muggy in here in, in southeastern Michigan there, well, and more to come. Yep, uh, not muggy here. Temperatures uh, barely above 50 degrees, but we did get blessed with some very nice weather this weekend. And Butch, I know you were very busy this weekend, and I know you're going to talk more about this on Wednesday night's edition of Butch on Sports, but we covered a very busy weekend here locally in high school sports. You had baseball and softball districts going on. You also had track and field finals uh give us a little preview of uh, what you'll be talking about wednesday night as far as some of the high school sports and the uh, the playoffs and the championships in your neck of the woods big crapper here uh, to win <laughs> oh boy and and basically right now uh, what's to come about there uh track is over as we do both know it lacrosse is almost done if it ain't done already um it's a lot of lots of stuff to go from golf all the way down to tennis, and again baseball and softball, which are basically is going to be rounding out the uh, particular for this particular spring summer activities for a lot of kids in the metropolitan Detroit area and around Michigan. There, where they'll be going, mostly of them will be going to recreational baseball, pal league. Uh, the list goes on and on. Class A, B, or C league. Um, uh, it's going to be traveling leagues. Uh, it, it's going to be that's pretty special for kids there. Um, my thing is right now is is that uh, we get through with the, this uh, the high school stuff here, and uh, I'll give everybody a preview of what's going to come about and who won and who did not. Look forward to uh, listening more of that on Wednesday night's edition of Butch on Sports. Butch, let's start with an event you covered yesterday. Uh, always a big event on your calendar and any racing fan across the state of Michigan. The Detroit Grand Prix, and it was a redemption. That was Will Power's explanation over the radio as he run as he won rather a uh, pretty uh, thrilling race at the Detroit Grand Prix on the streets of Belle Isle. Uh, Power won uh, very narrowly over Alexander Rossi. Uh, Power last year had the lead but lost it during a red flag where his Team Penske Chevy refused to fire on pit lane. So uh, redemption was the name of the game for Will Power. Butch, you were there. Uh, Give our listeners uh, an idea of just not only how the race went and what you saw, but just the event overall in your opinion. 
Well, he won the game. He won the event, I should say, the race by exactly one second yeah. over Alexander Rossi. Uh, the big gamble that World Powers took was his tires, and yep. he didn't change them. He came in once and went 19 or some odd miles. Uh, well, well, not 19, about 19 laps, I should say, at 2.3 miles of street course in uh, Belle Isle, and the tires did not give out. Um, it was a lot of concern, as we had, you know, we heard up in uh, in the media center and whatnot, because we could hear the radios and whatnot through the cars and whatnot. Uh, he made it. He got over the hump, and as the race went on and got later, uh, he had maybe, in, in essence, a 10-second lead, and that swelled all the way up to one second. So he made it by the skin of his teeth there. But, again, a win is a win for Team Penske. And, Butch, that event overall, uh, not just from the race itself, but just uh, spectators, uh, the, you know, the last race on Belle Isle, they'll be moving it to downtown Detroit. Uh, just your overall observations as far as the race event itself for fans. Uh, it Was it good? Was it not so good? And if it wasn't, what are some of the things that the race organizers need to do better when they move it uh, back, or I should say when they move it to downtown Detroit? Well, the reason, big reason Belle Isle is shut out here because there were a lot of fans that basically felt they were shut out when it comes down to the use of the park, okay? Uh, when the, uh, the building of the track and whatnot gets done, that's about two good long weeks to maybe a month of preparation. That means part of the, uh, the, the park is blocked off, okay? And you only have limited places to go. Uh, fans didn't, who use the park uh, for his regular uh, schematics, uh, recreational uh, enjoyment, family, friends, loved ones, they can't do that. And also, uh, I think a big kicker is is that now Bellout is a state park, which basically, of uh, course, if, when you uh, renew your license or anything, you can play state. X amount of dollars right. per year for your sticker to be on your car, or you can pay a, a nominal fee, maybe five or six bucks to get in there for one day. Uh, that seemed to hurt a lot of people there, okay? And then Penske and others were uh, shoveling a lot of money. Uh, finding out every year they shovel out more and more money to keep the park at a suitable rate when uh, they have this particular race. Now it was being moved to downtown. A uh, simple fact is uh, the location is going to be better. Uh, some of the risks on the track is going to be different because of uh, straight run roads. Uh, the track will be a lot flatter, not less bumpy. Uh, it was a lot of things that went in it, but the most important thing is now, and uh, I think a lot of people are betting on who's uh, organizers, is more fans can go and see it. You got Hart Plaza where the fans can be set up at. You got various other locations that the fans can get a bird's eye view of a race, and that's just not 
part of a race or maybe an eighth of a mile worth of a race there. And that's a very important, I guess, for real fans of racing because those are the ones that are not coming down there to see the race. Butch, final question before we go to our top of the hour break. And I thought of this question when you mentioned last week watching about 11 hours of racing uh, between Formula One in the morning and, of course, the Indy 500 and NASCAR. Uh, this is just kind of an opinion question. Which one of the, the three race circuits or the race leagues or whatever you want to call it do you enjoy the best? And if so, why? I'm just very curious on your answer. I would say NASCAR right now. Okay. Because they put it at a reasonable big uh, location where many people can come out. Uh, you know what the park is and the situation is going to be when you go out there to enjoy the particular. Um, it's not a big guessing game. And I think the main thing for fans, they can see practically when the seats are uh, adjoining there can see the whole race, okay? They right. don't have to see partial of it there or just be out there for the thrill of because I said I was at Belmont at the race and don't get to see maybe but 10, 15 minutes of the race. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's a big difference with NASCAR, how they put their product out there versus uh, Grand Prix and, um, and Monaco and how they in the Formula One there. This is a huge difference there. I would say Formula One right now will be second. The only reason that the Grand Prix situation goes good, it will go good maybe in the Indianapolis uh, Speedway where basically the track is oval, okay? Yep. And that's not the case when you're doing street racing or uh, certain certified Grand Prix races around the country there. Butch, we're going to take our top of the hour break. When you and I come back, we'll have hour two of the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show right here on News Talk 1400. MNC Water Systems has a solution for all your water needs. Want clean, fresh drinking water? MNC Water Systems proudly distributes Norway Springs artesian water, bottled right here in the Upper Peninsula. Cooler rental and bottled water delivery for your home and office are available. MNC Water Systems is offering contactless delivery right to your door, as well as curbside pickup. Call Mo at MNC Water Systems today at 906-647-7307. Serving the Eastern UP for over 25 years. O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Truck and Jeep in Pickford is your full-service dealership. Servicing Pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years. O'Connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener. O'Connor's is also a proud supporter of community events. Its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer. And with financing available to back your purchase, you can drive away today in your dream vehicle. Local people, local pride. Stop in today on M129 at O'Connor's. Reed Metals in Tafter, your honest main source recycling business, hopes everyone is staying safe. Reed Metals is still paying top dollar for whole scrap vehicles. They also buy heavy equipment, catalytic converters, radiators, lead-based batteries, rims, and motors. Reed Metals will give you an honest price without surprise fees or deductions at the scale. Reed Metals also buys copper, brass, lead, tin, cast, aluminum, steel, and many more types of recyclable metals. Reed Metals wants to pay you for your scrap metals and scrap vehicles. Reed Metals also offers roll-off dumpster service. Reed Metals is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit ReedMetals.com. 
Reed Metals, conveniently located only 10 miles south of the Sioux on Mackinac Trail. Let's get to the second half of the game on News Talk 1400 WKNW, Sioux St. Marie. It's the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Now, here's Scott Nason. Welcome back to the game on News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. Butch, let's move on to Major League Baseball after an impressive homestand by the Detroit Tigers winning 7 of 9, including 4 of 5 against first place Minnesota. The Tigers, well, remember, they were, in fact, this year's Detroit Tigers uh, getting swept by the New York Yankees over the weekend, a shutout on Friday and Saturday, and then losing in extra innings to the Yankees 5-4 to four yesterday. The Tigers now 21-33, 10 games out of first place in the AL Central. They are idle today. They'll be at Pittsburgh for a pair of games starting on Tuesday and then coming home over the weekend to take on the Toronto Blue. Jays. Uh, Butch, uh, certainly I have lots to say about the Detroit Tigers. We did see some pretty good baseball, especially in that series against Minnesota, but again, it's it's hitting uh, that is really uh, making this team struggle. Uh, their collective batting average this season down to 218, and uh, some of their big money stars not quite panning out so far. Your thoughts on the Detroit Tigers? <laughs> How do you like that lead-in? Oh, God. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, bite my tongue on this here. Good. Although it might slip. Tigers <laughs> uh, are not doing too good. And, again, I, I do believe, and I do believe this highly, is the Tigers don't have their best players in the lineup every day for right now. And I know injuries have been a factor. I know that the Tigers have penciled in X number of players to do the job, and and it's not working out right now, not to the expectation of the fans and myself personally there. Uh, you're going out there buying players and getting still there on the uh, the honeydew list, a honeydew uh Go out and get some tomatoes because you're not playing baseball there. Austin Meadows injured. Uh, Bias injured for a time. Bias not putting in the the work that basically a lot of people expected him to be the Harvey Bias there. And I'm not talking about just offensively there. I'm talking defensively as well. He has not done a very good job with the Detroit Tigers so far. Just uh, one-fourth of the season there. And that has to change. Uh, Miguel Cabrera is going in a short spell there. Uh, unfortunately, you got some young kids that are being up. Uh, Clemens is coming up playing good defense. Offense has not kicked in yet, but, you know, sooner or later, if you get the time and you get the reps, we'll find out exactly how the Tigers feel about him and what uh, Clemens can bring to the Tigers. Hill and uh, Willie Castro were doing a tremendous job Why Bias was not on the field there. Okay, and we're talking about the Twins when the Tigers beat them four out of five games. Great play. And by some others, there's Cameron coming in on the play. Hill coming in and tri- tripping in there. Um, you know, Torkinson not uh, getting big hits, but getting some hits and still playing some very good, consistent defense. Again, the Tigers don't have their best players at this point in time on the field. Uh, 
and they're just waiting around and giving the opportunities to the veterans to, to show their worth, and it's just not it's not kicking out. We're losing pitchers left and right. Something has to be done about that. The nice thing about it is we are able to see those pitchers from Toledo come up there and, and show their wares. The sad part about it is some of those pitchers are not panning out as best as they possibly can. So, again, you still need hitting in order to suppress some of the stuff there so these pitchers don't have all the pressures slapped on them, especially when the other team scores first and the Tigers score absolutely nothing. Yeah, pitching uh, certainly has been a pleasant surprise for the Detroit Tigers, in my opinion, Butch, especially the bullpen. We thought going into the season that was going to be one of their weaknesses, and uh, they have lots of injuries on both uh, offensively and with the pitching staff. And Butch, I go back to hitting and you know a team collectively hitting 218. We're in the second week of June. Just a couple stats I wanted to bring up. You look at the Tigers' regulars or p- players that play pretty much Every day, for the most part, you have five players right now that are batting above 250. Cabrera at 301, he's having a tremendous season. You also have uh, Castro at 286. Meadows, who's hurt, at 267. Willie Castro at 252. And then after that, Butch, this is absolutely remarkable at a major league level in early June. Uh, You got Tucker Barnhart, 226. Des Cameron, 208. Robbie Grossman, 199. Javier Baez, 198. Jonathan Shoup, 192. Spencer Torkelson, 199. 91. Javier Candelario, who got hurt yesterday at 181. Eric Haas at 167. I mean, Butch, you got at least half of your lineup batting barely above 200, and many of them below. And the prevailing thought is okay, it's going to come around. It's going to come around when the weather gets warmer, when you're in better parks. But I don't think there's any better park to hit than New York at Yankee Stadium. Granted, the Yankees have very good pitching, but this they're on a historically brutal pace right now offensively and while many people think yeah you know the warm weather things will come around i'm not so sure somebody has to take a lead that means the manager has to take a lead look at the problem versus the persons or the people in charge of hitting are you holding them liable and responsible for why things are going the way they're going are they finding cures for the players so they can be as best as they be also goes on the manager on play calling there. Are you having them to do the 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 tedious things such as budding, such as going with the going with the pitch the opposite way, uh, beating maybe a, a, a some type of setup on defense there. There's a many things that's going on with the Tigers. You know, I mean, the other teams get hip to you when you're trying to knock the ball off the park. And right. those are the other pitches for the Tigers to see. It's going to be less of. Cabrera knows that, and that's why he's hitting the way he's hitting. He's taking well, what it's worth and making something out of nothing. The other, the, the other people that you just named are not doing that, okay? And they start doing that, and that comes from the manager. That comes down to the hitting coach to get that pressure on those players to do those particular jobs, then we can have some competition in hitting and whatnot, and those averages will go up. If you're not putting the pressure on the players to get a job done, okay, regardless of what the job is called, 
then you're going to, we're going to have a long season. And the other thing, Butch, is you know you, the Tigers did spend money in the offseason, uh, no more than Javier Baez in that $140 million contract. He's playing most days. He did get out of the lineup for several games, and the Tigers won a lot of those games. You know, he's batting 198. Austin Meadows, you know, the vertigo thing, you can almost excuse that. It's an injury that you just, you know, it is what it is. He's not in the lineup. And then you look at the big pitcher that they got from Boston and Rodriguez. He's been out. He's only pitched in eight games and only has one win. So he hasn't uh, been nothing in those eight games. Maybe one of the one game. Eight. And so certainly maybe I wouldn't say the Tigers have buyer's remorse, but as this season goes on, uh, that's looking pretty rough for the Tigers and certainly a lot of other teams. I know Baez was sought by several, including the Chicago Cubs, who aren't doing that well, but you look at what Baez is doing. I mean, that amount of money he's getting paid. And like you said, Butch, it's not just the offensive number, it's defensively, which a lot of people said was his strength uh, as well as hitting. That seems to be a, a big uh, stand on this organization right now, they might have gone gone with the wrong guy, at least at this point. Well, you better believe in the upper upper chambers of management, they're trying to find ways that if they can trade them, they're going to leave them, they're going to let it be. They may have to eat some of that salary, but if they can get somebody better who's more consistent than what he is right now, because it might be a problem. Do Bias want to be here regardless of the money? Right. Do he want to be here and get the job done and be and show some leadership? You know, mouth is, is cool. You got to back that mouth up. And right now, he's not doing that. And here's another stat that you like. You might like here. Out of those games the Tigers have played, okay, and they're playing a total of at this moment uh, 54 games, yep. okay. They're 15 and 15 at home. Right. On the road, six and eighteen Oof. for a team that so many high hopes were brought to the table by the upper management. Okay, that was one of the numbers that I I would be hopeful that would go up. I'm not saying too much of the home uh, record of fifty five hundred. Sure, and, and God bless that. Tigers when it comes down to this record. Butch, looking around at Major League Baseball, entering the second week of June, the New York Yankees continue to play well. Winners of six straight, outscoring their opponents in that six-game stretch, 38-7. to Unbelievable stat there. They have a seven-and-a-half game lead over Toronto, Tampa in third place in the AL East, eight back. Minnesota continues to lead the American League Central, four-and-a-half games over Cleveland, five over the Chicago White Sox. Houston, you want to talk about a team that's extended their lead in the AL West, now leading the LA Angels by eight and a half games. The Angels losers of 11 straight. In the National League, Mets continue to lead the NL East, eight and a half back over Atlanta, who have gotten themselves above 500. 11 games over Philadelphia, who just fired their manager, and they end up sweeping the series over the Angels after firing that manager. Milwaukee, uh, they're slipping a bit, still in first place, but watch out for the Cardinals. Cardinals just a half game back of the Brewers in the NL Central and again in the NL West. A very good race. The Dodgers in first place. San Diego two games back. San Francisco five and a half 
half back. Arizona still in contention at nine and a half back. So, uh, Butch, uh, second week of June, your thoughts just overall on Major League Baseball and some of the races and uh, teams that I mentioned? Positive note. The Tigers gained two games over Minnesota. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we talked last week they were 12 games out. Always keeping it positive, Butch. I yeah, like it. It's a positive thing. And they gained two games here. Oh, things go down here very quickly, don't they? Let's get to the other team. The Yankees are hitting home runs. They are. They're knocking the ball out the park. So is Toronto, okay? And Tampa Bay is not far from them either there. They are knocking the ball out the park. And that's right now the results for those three particular teams in the East who right now is controlling the Central and the West here, other than Houston. Maybe Los Angeles, but Los Angeles went over the National League to Philly, yeah. and they gave them some brotherly love and ran them out of town, okay? Take <laughs> the angel and go to, go to blazes there, you know? You know, and I bet you right now, to the bottom of a barrel of beer here, that the Philadelphia fans are just jumping up and down over these three games. You know they are. The Angels there, which, by the way, the Angels have some formidable people in their lineup there. So they're, they're, they're swinging low there when it comes down to Philly there and how they're dealing with that. Speaking of the National League, per se, how about those Mets? Yeah. Those Mets are doing their thing. Atlanta's going to get hot pretty soon there. They, their injury uh, factors from for two years of Acuna and all these other particular players, they're going to come around there. They're like the Tigers right now. They're 14 and 14 at home. However, they're 14 and 13 away. So there is hope for Atlanta. Philadelphia is even Stephen at home too at 15 and 15. But they're 10 and 14, so things can happen with them as long as they start pulling up and winning some series there. Miami have nothing to say. Washington, Good luck. Milwaukee's doing good. Uh, St. Louis is catching up, okay, in that particular uh, central division race there. So um, watch out, Milwaukee, and because um, uh, St. Louis is out to get you. And, of course, the Dodgers, San Diego, and also Frisco in that National League West there are doing pretty exceptional when it comes down to winning and staying close to one another there. So those races are very, very much so solid, uh, exception for the Central and also the um, the West in the American League. I don't know. Those are the teams that are getting beat up right now. Yeah, it, it, to me, there's, there's a big top four uh, right now with the Yankees, Mets, Dodgers, and Astros. Uh, you know, all uh, Dodgers in a competitive division more than the Mets, Astros, and Yankees. However, you still got Toronto and Tampa in the NL, in the AL East, and you still have, uh, you know, potential. Over 500 on the road. Exactly. The Mets uh, outscored Washington in their sweep 28 to 5. They lead the majors in batting average with 264. They're also getting pretty good pitching, Butch. And before we go to break, uh, one of those pitchers, a former Detroit Tiger, Max Scherzer, uh, injured right now with the New York Mets. Uh, He confirmed Saturday that his dog, 
bit his pitching hand this week, but he said the wound wouldn't slow his recovery from his oblique strain. According to Scherzer, he said, I'm just clearing up a few things on Saturday. He wrote, my dog Raffi hurt her leg on a run. She was howling in pain, and I went to calm her down by putting my hands on her. When I did that, she bit my right hand. Fortunately, it wasn't a bad bite. I took one day off from throwing, was able to long toss the next day. This will have no effect on my rehab and this is literally a non-story well it could be a non-story but i thought it was interesting with uh for this show uh former tiger spend more time with a dog here you know what i'm saying here your dog right and bites you you're trying to save his life Come I, on. I wonder if the mets are going to try to trade raffi in, in a deal maybe uh at the deadline butch can they do that can they put like a dog in the deal to get him out of town so he doesn't bite his owner I don't know. They're on the island right now, Long Island, where the Mets is in City Field. You, you never know. They might just, might put him in the car and take him to Manhattan or something and let him go on his own. I don't know. Let him roam free. Let him roam here, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Butch, we're going to take a break. When you and I come back, we will transition to the NBA as the NBA Finals are knotted at one game apiece. We'll talk about that and more news in the National Basketball Association, all coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, News Talk 1400. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes, their age, the way they speak? Would you notice a 16-year-old boy who got, got his first job, not for extra spending money, but to help feed his little sisters? Or a mother who's in between jobs and sometimes goes to bed hungry so her kids can have dinner. Or a 14-year-old girl who signs up to every after-school activity not to make friends, but just to get something to eat. Or a retiree who fell ill and had to choose between getting medicine or groceries. I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. People you pass by every day but never knew were hungry. I am hunger in America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. Are you looking to get fit or maybe just stay in shape? The All-in-One Fitness Club can help you with all your fitness wants and needs. Their great facility is fully equipped with locker rooms, saunas, and the best cardio equipment, along with the best plate-loaded and cable equipment around. The All-in-One Fitness Club also offers great deals for seniors, students, state, and federal employees, all with no yearly contract and no hidden fees. Wow! Come join today upstairs at the Big Bear Arena, where you'll achieve all your fitness goals. For more information on hours and more, go to Sutra. Health.com. Are you a do-it-yourselfer homeowner or even a professional contractor and need quality electrical supplies? Maybe thinking about doing some upgrades and don't know where to start. Everything Electric has supplied the Eastern Upper Peninsula for over 40 years. Their experienced staff can help you choose the right supplies you need for your home business, farm projects, or anything in between. Call 906-632-1235 or come in and talk to the experienced guys at Everything Electric, 2893 Ashman, Sioux, Michigan. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on News Talk 1400. 719 on the game, News Talk 
1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. Butch, let's move on to the NBA. Uh, as far as Detroit Pistons, uh, not a lot of uh, news that I found over the past week. Of course, the Pistons waiting for the NBA draft coming up next month as they will have the number five pick as well as potentially uh, some players that might be leaving, uh, potentially traded uh, with the, that pick or players that could be coming in. Uh, but right now, Butch, more questions than answers with that organization. Have you heard anything over this past week as far as the Pistons? Not absolutely nothing. Right. Another thing here. They're staying out of the newspaper. That means something's cooking. And I just want to know what it is before, you know, it burned or smelled bad or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they're not. Nothing's coming out of the piston camp there. Butch, let's move on to the NBA Finals. Uh, Boston winning Game 1 in uh, San Francisco this past week. And then Game 2 last night, Steph Curry, uh, another good performance, 29 points as the Warriors tie that best-of-seven NBA Finals at one game apiece, outscoring Boston 35-14 to in the third quarter en route to a 107-88 to win in Game 2. Games 3 and 4 will be be in Boston this Wednesday and Friday. Uh, Butch, your thoughts on the NBA Finals? You know, Boston uh, surprised many by that big fourth quarter comeback winning game one, but Golden State really, to me, set the pace early with Draymond Green. Very early on in that game, you could see his intensity and that defensive effort, which I think maybe uh, kind of spread throughout his teammates. Uh, Golden State getting a, a big win last night. Your thoughts? Until they get his behind sold out the game. Right. Right. Okay. He's going very almost, he's crossing the line there, and they haven't really put the boat, put the screws on Graham Draymond yet here, but it's coming, especially in Boston. Okay. So that's going to be the test for the Golden State Warriors there, what they can do in Boston. If Boston go in there and play like they should, there's going to be a very competitive two games in Boston there. And the one thing the Warriors can't afford right now is to get uneven with this particular series. they got to go in Boston and win at least one, okay? Yep. If they can do that and do that with the quickness, then they got a shot at this, okay? But if Boston go in there and win two, uh, Golden State is in some serious trouble. Golden State has won at least one road game in an NBA record 26 straight postseason series. So that certainly bodes well for them, Butch, as well as having, you know, a lot of finals and playoff experience. Question I want to ask you about nothing right now. That's true. That's true. It doesn't mean nothing. Absolutely nothing. They got a brand new coach over there in Boston saying that, you know what? I'm going to put my stock on defense. And if he got to break every bone on, on Golden State's doghorn staff, uh, that is a team that's capable of doing that in order to stay in the game. Bush, the question I want to ask you is, uh, we talked about Draymond Green. Is he held to a different standard than the average NBA player? Granted, I'm a big Draymond Green fan, a former Michigan State Spartan, always liked his game and, and intensity. But in your opinion, is he held to a little different standard uh, with some of the things and some of the calls that go many times against him as far as flagrant fouls? Or do you think he's held to the same standard as, as the average NBA player? Well, 
Draymond reminds you a great deal of Rasheed Wallace. Yes. Especially when he was with Portland, because he didn't mind getting kicked out of the game. And then when he got to Detroit, it was the same attitude there. But again, when this man's on the floor, uh, he counts dividends offensively as well as defensively, as well as Rasheed Wallace did. But it's just something about him and that swagger that they bring to their team that, again, it presses other teammates on the bench. That they're gonna have to come out and show show some uh, some electricity in it because again there is a risk that you don't have Draymond in the game because of what he does and how he does it. I don't think he's held to a different standard. I think right now he pushes the button all the way up to uh, maybe an inch of the line, okay, and he's pushing it very hard. Plus his reputation of being a no nonsense guy is not helping him some with certain officials. And again, the referees and officials of this particular series might have to run down on what they're going to take from Draymond and what they're not going to take from Draymond. Butch, uh, Quinn Schneider uh, has departed Utah after eight seasons as the Utah Jazz coach. Uh, Today, All-Star guard Donovan Mitchell described it as, quote, unsettled, unnerved, and wondering what it means for the franchise's future. Uh, This according to ESPN from Sunday. Uh, Mitchell uh, stated that a significant part of his reasoning to committing to a five-year maximum contract extension in 2020 was because of Schneider. Schneider, I guess, just decided enough's enough. I'm I'm done, and certainly uh, that leaves a lot of questions as far as the future of Donovan Mitchell and uh, where the Utah Jazz go from here. Well, uh, the Utah Jazz is like the Pistons per se. That the general managers get the talent, and here's the coach here. You can make the talent work, and when it comes down to bringing some uh, some good conversation to the heads of maybe what kind of player he needs, and I'm quite sure that the coaches know what's available out there for him them to join the team, and I'm quite sure this guy has gave suggestions of certain players that can come in there and do a better job than some of the players they have on the bench right now. Uh, I don't think he's getting that um, conversation with that upper management staff because they're continually doing what they want to do they're making money because the fans do they do turn out, win, lose, or draw there. But, again, they're winning games. So I think that's the most important thing with Utah so far is they want a coach that can win games, damn it, they make an a appearance in the finals or whatever it may be because that's only happened maybe once. Okay? Right. Okay, so in, in, in my judgment, they're, they're – they're very concerned with the dollar amount and the fans coming in to see them. When you're the only game in town in places like Utah yep. and like Portland, Oregon, uh, maybe Sacramento, where you're getting a surplus of fans out there to watch the game and cheer them on and basically doesn't give them nothing in return. Uh, the owners don't get too shaken on trying to build a winner there. And again, that's less 
of a conversation being held with the, the with the coaches who are on the floor coaching and know what players they kind of need in order to make things right on the floor and give balance to that particular team. Before we go to our bottom of the hour break, Butch, uh, one more NBA note today. NBA note rather uh, today, the Los Angeles Lakers uh, introduced Darvin Ham, former Detroit Piston, as their head coach. Uh, LeBron James, uh, very excited for this hire. Russell Westbrook was at the press conference today, and uh, apparently that uh, one of the players we just mentioned, Rasheed Wallace, a potential assistant coach for the L.A. Lakers, uh, I think this is a great hire. We talked about it last week, and certainly uh, Mr. Ham has uh, walked into the hornet's nest in Los Angeles, but with his background and his attitude, he seems to be the right guy for the job. Sure, because he's not going to help beat, he'll beat LeBron James to a pulp and he's getting his way. <laughs> that I'd like and, to see. And, and, and you know Devin Hand like I know Devin, okay? He's the nicest person you ever want to meet, okay? He is reachable. He is a pleasantly funny, a great attitude toward the players as well as when he was a player. The thing about him that you may not like and some of the players is not going to ask, when he sees something upstate wrong, yep. okay, this is a player that played on the floor and, and got his, his his lumps, you know, taking care of people like Terry Mills and, and also the, the other team, the Rasheed Wallace's and whatnot there. So he, he had very little uh, tolerance for players going out there and want to have it their way and not play the team game. He will get this team playing like a team. And if, that, if, if LeBron James is happy with that, that's fine. But LeBron James will find out quick, along with some others that are on the team at present, if you can't shape up, you will be on the bench and you will ship out. And he will find a way. I'm quite sure he had that conversation before he even thought about taking him on the job. Bush, we're going to take our bottom of the hour break, but when you and I come back, we will move on to the NHL conference finals going on. We'll see if there's any news as far as the Detroit Red Wings and their head coaching search. And uh, breaking news, another NHL coach has been fired, this one in Boston. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, News Talk 1400. Ah, the joys of cooking. Just find a recipe, get the ingredients, preheat the oven. (laughs) Okay, this is already too much. Pull up Applebee's to go instead. Choose from the whole menu, order and pay online, pick it up, and now you're home with dinner. Ah, the joys of not cooking. Applebee's to go. Now that's eating good in the neighborhood. Pick up your next meal with Applebee's Car Side to Go. Order and pay online, pick up, and head home. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call. So you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Madigan Pingator, your independent auto owner's agency on West Water Street in the Sioux. Now's the time of the year to get more for your money on a new Mahindra, the world's number one selling farm tractor. Enjoy 0% financing on select Mahindra tractors. That's more for less on Mahindra's best selling models. We deliver more lift 
better fuel efficiency, and more built-in weight. Paul Thompson here with Gaylor Thompson Sales. Come on in and test drive a new Mahindra today. And remember, we also carry a full line of Boss Plows, Cub Cadet, Woods Implements, Xmark Mowers, Echo Power Equipment, and Doolittle Trailers. Give us a call today at 906-478-3026. And remember, I-75, exit 373 in Rudyard for the best service in the EUP. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason on News Talk 1400. Welcome back to the game on News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. Butch, let's move on to the National Hockey League. Uh, Still no head coach for the Detroit Red Wings as general manager Steve Eiserman and his uh, brain trust crew, if you will, uh, looking for the right candidate. Kind of like the Pistons, Butch, all things quiet on the Red Wings front. Uh, have you heard anything or any news to share about the Red Wings? Nothing to share. <laughs> There's a lot of people getting fired, and Steve Eisenman know who these people are. There's going to be a lot more coaches getting fired. Wait till this uh, uh, playoffs and Stanley Cup is over. You're going to see him out there sweeping. And I think he's waiting around for that there. In the meanwhile, he's getting a hold of people that maybe he can get a hold to and private matters because you really can't do a whole heck of a lot until you know what's out there in the field. And if there's someone under the field, under the uh, radar that Steve Eisman is keeping a secret, uh, he's doing a heck of a job with it. And uh, this news just breaking, Butch, tonight, I want to thank one of our listeners, Dan Lasley, for bringing this to my attention. The Boston Bruins have fired head coach Bruce Cassidy, uh, six seasons with the Bruins, making the playoffs in each of those six seasons, including a Stanley Cup final appearance in 2019. Uh, Butch, or rather, Bruce Cassidy fired today, Butch. I don't know if the Sundance kid was involved in the firing, but like uh, like you said, Butch, uh, Steve Eisman just kind of waiting to see how everything shakes out. There's really no rush, in my opinion at least, for the Detroit Red Wings just to, to, to snatch somebody right away. Steve Eisman seems like a patient general manager and, uh, well, another coach available with uh, Mr. Cassidy. He's just going to bring anybody in and say this is the, the savior of the masters and everything goes Pose all up in your face like the Detroit Tigers right now or the Pistons, okay? I think this guy has seen enough of, of stupidity and then some. He's been involved in some of it. And I'm talking about Steve Eisman in his early days, okay, before they got uh, Jimmy Delano and all some other people involved from Buffalo and stuff there and started bringing some uh, good young talent to the place, going overseas and looking for – players there looking locally and getting players from here. Uh, it's a whole heck of a lot that goes goes into that particular there. So, you know, quiet is cool right now in the camp of the Detroit Red Wings. Again, it's not going to be a whole heck of a lot of stuff there unless it's something under the radar. I'm not quite sure the Detroit uh, Red Wings are part of that where basically they're not going to say too much or anything until they get their man and it meshes off with the players that they're bringing in. 
Butch, moving on to the NHL Conference Finals. Colorado just one game away in the West as they lead Edmonton three games to none. Game four tonight at 8 o'clock in Edmonton. The Avalanche looking to get back to the Stanley Cup for the first time in over 20 years. And yesterday afternoon, the Tampa Bay Lightning get back in their series a bit against the New York Rangers. The Rangers winning the first two games at home. Tampa absolutely peppered the net 51 shots in that game as they win game three three to two the rangers lead that series two games to one game four will be tomorrow night in tampa uh butch uh your thoughts on the conference finals i, I thought edmonton was going to give colorado a little bit more of a run and series still not over teams have come back down 3-0 but uh, certainly a big hill to climb for the oilers and the new york rangers uh, again uh, playing very good hockey as i like to say on house's money not a lot of expectations for the rangers and they're just two games away from the stanley cup looking to knock out the two-time defending champ tampa bay lightning your thoughts on the conference finals sir which one? Which, which series you want first? Either one. Let's go Edmonton, Colorado, since that game's tonight. Well, I told you last week what was going to happen. Your team, Colorado, the one that team that you've been sticking with yep. since the hen broke wind. <laughs> okay. And so don't lie to the people. They heard you every week. They did. And I told you last week that you know. McDavid uh, is going to get a whoop behind whooping, second and none. And as we've been seeing through this particular series, uh, it's getting personal. Uh, Mr. Nurse is, uh, no, uh, Evander Kane. Kane Finally, yep. he's suspended, okay, which he should have been thrown out the game on the hit he had before. But, again, it's a discretion call. That's what the officials say. But, again, what did Colorado do? Colorado been beating their brains out from the time the puck gets dropped in Colorado and, again, in Edmonton. And Edmonton went a little bit too far there. Now they all really be jumping down on their throats there. They might get a little reprieve tonight. Right. They get a little break ball. Three of the zip. You know, Colorado can, you know, kind of maybe – Gear their horses. If they do, it might be a competitive game tonight uh, where, where maybe Everton might win. But if Colorado's smart, they go beat their brains out to a pulp tonight because they got nothing to lose and be sitting down and getting a whole heck of a lot of rest because the teams that are playing in the East, they're built for this, okay? They're built for doing the same thing that Colorado been doing all season long, and that is a big team that shoots goals and plays doggone good defense. Tampa and the New York Rangers, Butch, your thought, thoughts on that series? There's no thoughts. They're going to beat each other's brains out, the one who's left, okay? And, and you saw a good example of it in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay did not take the same recipe that they received in New York. They were the aggressors. And in fact, shooting the puck and a whole lot of other things that they wasn't doing in New York, they're now doing it there. Now, will New York allow them to do it tomorrow night? That will be the concern. And if Tampa Bay can weather the storm, we can see a good seven-game series, maybe six-game series. At this point right now, we're going to see who stand up. And this uh, this. Uh, next game that they play in Tampa Bay is going to be important. Not only for Tampa Bay, but for the Rangers in general. Because the Rangers know 
with the experience that Tampa Bay got, they can milk them and, and, and shut them down like there's nothing there, okay? They'll run off a streak, and this thing will be over. Butch, moving on to the National Football League, uh, kind of like the Pistons and the Red Wings as far as the Detroit Lions, uh, really no news, and maybe that's good news that I came across. Uh, anything to update our listeners about with uh, our favorite football team, the Lions? You like that? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I had to clear my throat, boys and girls. Um, right now, they're just going through the motions. They're going through their playbook. They're getting acquainted with one another. Uh, they're doing some things that they have to do in order to get ahead of the game. Uh, training camp is <clears throat> less than 45 days away. And when these few more OTLs or OTAs uh, are settled, they're going to get that two weeks off before they start beating their brains out on a daily basis from sunup to sundown. And right now, Dan Campbell is in good shape when it comes down to no injuries, okay, during the OTAs. I think that's the important part to get everybody lined up and somewhat settled into his way of doing business when it comes down to playing football. Butch, a few uh, news and notes around the NFL before we go to our final break. Another woman has filed a civil lawsuit against Deshaun Watson. Uh, now that number is up to 24 as far as inappropriate conduct during massage sessions. I think there's a reason the Cleveland Browns might be uh, not wanting to depart with Baker Mayfield, uh, their starting quarterback last year. I mean, the list keeps growing and growing. Uh, just your thoughts on the Watson situation. I know we've talked about it a lot, but, you know, it seems like every week there's somebody else coming forward stating, uh, you know, inappropriate conduct. Uh, Browns really got themselves in quite the situation, I think, with uh, their quarterback. I think they've been in a situation for quite some time. Yeah. Just a matter before you get caught up with. When you have management staff or for this matter owners that basically allow the general managers to play any way they want and don't take any accountability on this particular there, it it's it's going to be a problem. And right now, who would have thought that Cleveland would maybe be a bonehead move and get Deshaun Watson, with right now, these legal legalities are up in this corner right now. You know, as it stands right now, the NFL is going to punish him for an X amount of time. And if this guy don't go civil for all the things he's done and settle out of court, okay, he still is going to be in a mess. So my question is, is why did Cleveland go get the man in the first place and alienate a player right now who put his heart and soul into a city only to be shoved aside there. You think about it if you got nothing else to do. And then half the team leaves too, you know, yeah. or free agents that, you know, who had the ability to come back and maybe Cleveland wanted them, they won't be back. Aaron Donald from the L.A. Rams, the all-pro defensive tackle. Uh, he becomes the highest-paid non-quarterback in the NFL today. Uh, the Rams reworking his deal, bringing the total contract to $95 million over three years. And Butch, uh, if I'm the Rams, that is money well spent. Aaron Donald is one of those, I think, once-in-a-generation type of players that just makes a big impact in the defensive end. And uh, he got paid handsomely today. Well, here's the deal on that particular. That money is in addition to 
what they owe him now. Right. So that $95 million that we're looking at there could be close to maybe at this point, maybe $110 million for three years, plus maybe certain incentives. So he's getting paid like a quarterback. He's making $35 million or more a year. It's nothing to floop at there for the job that he's done. L.A. thinks he's worth it to keep him. And we'll see. Down the road, a piece. Congratulations to him there because he has earned it. And finally, Butch, uh, longtime NFL coach Romeo Crennel announced his retirement today after 50 years of coaching. Crennel, 74 years old. He coached 39 seasons in the NFL, including as head coach of the Cleveland Browns and Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, that season, the 73-year-old Crennel became the oldest person in NFL history to serve as a head coach in a game. Uh, certainly a long and storied career, and uh, I think uh, one of the quotes was, best as good as a coach as Cornell was he was an even better human being certainly uh in my opinion uh one of the classiest guys that's coached uh, and he coached for 50 years he's very nice okay he again he didn't fiddle faddle around when it comes down to dealing with the media there he was very truthful very honest what he did not know he did not answer he was just straightforward but you know off camera and you know, in a jokeable mood about maybe some ribs or something there. <laughs> he had a lot of conversation in them some there, you know. Uh, he was a very nice individual, uh, and I can see why players embraced the guy there. Seems like a lot of people will say, including myself, he seemed to be a better uh, assistant coach right. than he was a head coach there. That's where he made his bones as an assistant coach. And still to this day, uh, many, many teams uh, share his praises there. Butch, we're going to take our final break of the night. But when you and I come back, we will touch on the world of soccer, the French Open, and, of course, wrestling. Hell in the Cell last night in the WWE, all coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game. News Talk 1400. MNC Water Systems has a solution for all your water needs. Want clean, fresh drinking water? MNC Water Systems proudly distributes Norway Springs artesian water, bottled right here in the Upper Peninsula. Cooler rental and bottled water delivery for your home and office are available. MNC Water Systems is offering contactless delivery right to your door, as well as curbside pickup. Call Mo at MNC Water Systems today at 906-647-7307. Serving the Eastern UP for over 25 years. O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Truck and Jeep in Pickford is your full-service dealership. Servicing Pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years. O'Connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener. O'Connor's is also a proud supporter of community events. Its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer. And with financing available to back your purchase, you can drive away today in your dream vehicle. Local people, local pride. Stop in today on M129 at O'Connor's. Reed Metals in Tafter, your honest main source recycling business, hopes everyone is staying safe. Reed Metals is still paying top dollar for whole scrap vehicles. They also buy heavy equipment, catalytic converters, radiators, lead-based batteries, rims, and motors. Reed Metals will give you an honest price without surprise fees or deductions at the scale. Reed Metals also buys copper, brass, lead, tin, cast, aluminum, steel, and many more types of recyclable metals. Reed Metals wants to 
pay you for your scrap metals and scrap vehicles. Reed Metals also offers roll-off dumpster service. Reed Metals is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit ReedMetals.com. Reed Metals, conveniently located only 10 miles south of the Sioux on Mackinac Trail. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on News Talk 1400. 747 on the game, News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. Just a programming reminder, we were, we are, I should say, currently back in our Monday night slot, and that's where we will remain throughout the summer and into next year. Butch, let's move on to the world of soccer. I'm going to have more to say about international soccer coming up in our thumbs up and thumbs down segment, but something I heard on your show that I did not know ESPN they will be giving Detroit City Football Club's men's team and Hamtramck boisterous Keyworth Stadium a very big stage later this month and on June 18th ESPN will be televising the United Soccer League Championship against Detroit City FC and El Paso, the locomotive. That one was originally on ESPN, too, but they're moving it to the mothership, if you will. And, Butch, I've never gone to Keyworth Stadium. I've never watched a match at that stadium. And, uh, you know, we've talked a a little bit about Detroit City Football Club, you know, making some uh, progress and certainly uh, a very exciting atmosphere. I'm very excited for this. Think of Sioux St. Marie Stadium with brick around it. <laughs> I can I can see that. Okay. When nobody can get it out. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah. And the crowd, orchestra crowd there, the small little maybe uh, concession stand where hundreds of people are lining up to get a hot dog or a cold one or whatever it may be. It's uh it's an elegant but quaint it has expanded in years past with money being invested into the stadium and more money's being gonna be poured in that particular stadium for more amenities there, better restrooms and whatnot. Um, it's come a long, long way here for the city of Hamtramck and this particular team, Detroit, to get the crudos that they have. in Detroit you can see every single week, uh Home or away, Detroit City uh, soccer on uh, one of the local stations here. Yeah. Uh, so we able to keep up with the team, good, bad, or ugly, away or at home, okay? And I know a couple of the announcers very much so uh, that I used to be uh, big partners with on radio uh, in my earlier days in Detroit. But um, it, this was a... It was a shocker to me, and and I got it sent to me direct from ESPN on this particular there. So, you know, I feel kind of special, okay, to be able to shoot the news out with people who did not know that and then did the research and found out this guy's telling the truth. Yes, we always like the truth on this show. So it's pretty exciting. It's not so many days away. The place is going to be packed. I can tell you that much. You're not going to see any gutters. You ain't gonna see any spaces around there. This place is gonna—it's gonna be wild. You're gonna see the smoke. You're gonna see a raucous crowd when it comes down to showing uh, people how uh, 
our soccer is very much so embracing the city of Detroit and also the suburban areas. Butch, the French Open this weekend. Uh, Iga Swiatek beating American Coco Goff in the final as she is on uh, one heck of a run. I think she's won 38 matches in a row. And, well, a gentleman that's been on a heck of a run throughout his career, Rafa Nadal, winning his 14th French Open title and 22nd Grand Slam. This guy is as good as it gets as far as I'm concerned. Uh, just uh, real quick before we get to wrestling, your thoughts on the French Open. Really, no big surprises. You kind of knew the winner of the Djokovic-Nadal match was more than likely going to win the French Open, and I'm glad it was Nadal, not the Joker. This is his 14th win. Unbelievable. The French Open. Out of the 22 majors, he has won. Woo. So this guy owns France, okay? And anybody who lives around it here. So, yeah. you know, that's often the doll here. I, I, if I was rooting for any player, I would be rooting for the doll. And I, and I said that last week here. I really wanted him to win, and he did. He did not disappoint. As far as Coco Golf concerned, she didn't seem concerned when she was interviewed in, during the semifinals and won the semifinals to get in the finals. That she said she'd be the same old person, and she was not the same old person when she got a rear end kicked in on that finals. Okay, she was crying like a baby. Okay, so I think a lesson to be learned with she she she's growing up. Yep, she's going toughen up. She's going to get better at what she do and how she carries herself there, okay? And because those same questions you give to the media, they're going to pump them back to you, okay? And 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 you got to stand up and 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 do and and take part in taking responsibility there. So, you know, and in truthfulness, I was not disappointed because she seemed like she was waiting for a fall. And 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 again, I'm basing this on her speech during the semifinals. There, uh, she wasn't concerned. She's going to be the same old person. You're not the same old person when you at the big time and you lose. Okay, you're not. Maybe for a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months. So we'll see how she bounced back because there's other terms to be dealt with. I do believe they'll be going to Great Britain to do that thing there. Okay, before they come over there and do the U.S. Open. Butch, uh, we got about two or three minutes before we get to our thumbs up and thumbs down for the week. Hell in the Cell last night in the WWE. Uh, some of the highlights, uh, Cody Rhodes with a torn pectoral tendon. No, that wasn't a shoot. He actually had one. Defeat Seth Rollins in a match last night. Uh, other uh, notable ones, uh, Kevin Owens defeats Ezekiel. I kind of do like that angle. Uh, you had uh, Bianca Belair uh, defending her Raw Women's Championship. Bobby Lashley. Ashley defeats Omis and MVP, among other results. Butch, just uh, your thoughts on uh, H-E-double-L in a cell last night in the WWE. I enjoyed the first match and the last match there. I had what Cody Rose had. I know how to have the surgery goes. Uh, he's going to be, he's just going to be out for six, six weeks yeah. at best, okay? And before that, you know, the discoloration is, and I know how it was when I, I think I fell down in my kitchen or something there. And it didn't hurt at all, but then still that, I mean, less than eight hours later, here's my arm is, and my, around my chest is black and blue. And I didn't know what it was to a rescue emergency, from emergency to a specialist, to an MRI that gave, he said, we'll take care of you, Mr. Davis, in a couple of days. 
and was in the hospital a couple of days. Uh, we, you know, rehabbing from something that again takes about six months to get over. That it all depends on how severe it was. It may be a lot more severe due to the fact. But yes, you can move your hands and arms. It's just internally there where the damage can be a lot more greater there. And I wasn't in Cody Rose's shoes. Maybe that's why it took me only six weeks to get better. But again, we'll see what Cody Rose is. He's definitely going to need surgery. Butch, let's get to our thumbs up and thumbs down for the week. Uh, I'm going to not have any thumbs down uh, to save time. And, and a big thumbs up to the Ukrainian men's soccer team. Uh, their dream of a World Cup appearance ended yesterday in Cardiff as they fell to Wales one to nothing uh, after defeating Scotland in their first match back since the ongoing war in Ukraine. And, you know, you don't see it in the news in this country as much due to many uh, news events in this country, but the war is still going on, especially in the eastern Donbass region. Uh, Russia is controls about 20% of the actual country of Ukraine right now militarily, according to the Ukrainian president. But thumbs up to the Ukrainian soccer team, uh, you know, lifting a nation that is still going through just absolute H-E-double-L, as I said earlier. And, uh, you know, they almost made it. Uh, they had a good chance to win that match yesterday. They really controlled play, but they come up at just a goal short. Uh, they would have been in the same group with, Ru or not Russia, geez, no, they're not in the World Cup with the United States, England, and Iran. So uh, glory to Ukraine. Slava Ukraina. Slava Ukraina. Butch Davis, your thumbs up and thumbs down for the week, sir. <laughs> that was very nice. That was very nice. Thank and you. Before, they went through a whole hell of a lot. And uh, the truth of the matter with that particular serve you gave, the majority of that team is not going back to Ukraine. Right. They're going to practice elsewhere. Yeah, good move. So the team will still be whole. In that in that sense, there. Um, gonna be like you here. Thumbs up for all these kids and adults, young and old, who are marching on the street to get gun violence out the way. We have a little bit too much of it. Uh, Trudeau said it best: guns are for sport or hunting, not to kill people for just unknown reasons. You don't need an assault rifle to kill a deer. Come on, let's get it together here in this country. This is too much, too much, too much. Butch, okay, we have it, Scott. Yeah, and there you said it very well, Butch. We got about two minutes left, Butch. Butch on Sports, which you can hear on your website, Simply Butch 2. That's T-O-O.Potomatic.com. A brand new edition from last night. Your next show will be on Wednesday. I'll give our listeners a little tease as far as what will Butch on Sports be like coming up this week. Well, we're going to spend some majority time with the high schools, okay? I omitted that Sunday because we had so much going on, and then some yours truly was beat up like a dish rag here. <laughs> you ring them out, <laughs> shoot, and rinse them. Uh, but he, he will talk about a lot of sports that are going on and are done, okay, and maybe highlight some of the particular teams like I did Sault Ste. Marie on Wednesday night here when they won almost the district there, and they're moving on there. 
They are indeed. Yeah, Butch Davis joining us once again on the game. And Butch, we're back to our Monday night slot throughout the summer and into the fall and into next year. You know, we've been doing this show, I think, for about seven years. And it's always fun to get together with you and really cover everything locally, regionally and nationally. We appreciate you joining us once again this week. And we'll talk to you next Monday night for our next edition of the game here on News Talk 1400. Yeah, because last show I almost slipped the bag here, man. But I, I, I made myself proud and made sure I was ready for the day of Monday. I appreciate that. Thanks, Butch. We'll talk to you next Monday. All right, that's going to do it for tonight's edition of the game. I want to thank Butch Davis, one of our co-hosts, along with David McKay Jr. for joining us tonight. If you want to hear the full two-hour version of the game, you can find it here in about 10-15 minutes on the website, thegamesportshow.podbean.com. That's going to do it for this Monday night edition of the game. We will talk to you next Monday night for our next edition of the game here on News Talk 1400. Thanks for listening to the game on News Talk 1400, WKNW, Sault Ste. Marie. Check us out next Monday at 6 for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. You can hear the podcast of the show and other broadcasts at thegamesportshow.com.